to the readings from John chapter 6, verses 35 to 51, which is on page 1075. That's John chapter 6, starting at verse 35. Jesus said to them, them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So the Jews grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know, How does he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him, him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for for life of the world is my flesh. Well, it's a new year, and with it comes the annual list of suggestions for a new year diet to burn off those excess Christmas calories. Apparently, smelling chocolate is the way to stop eating as much of it. I'm not sure about that. Uh, not that I'm saying any of you need to go on a diet. Everyone's looking great this evening. But in our passage this evening, we have a simple, foolproof diet that will help you live forever. The diet is bread. Bread for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Jesus declares in verse 35... I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Now, the bread imagery is associated with life, giving life in a deadly situation. We know the importance of food for life. Bread was one of the key staples of the culture of Jesus' time, giving life. We're going to see this evening why the bread Jesus offers should be our diet this year. I'm not sure if you're feeling worried or weary or wobbly as you look ahead to 2023. 
Well, however we're feeling, Jesus has all we need this year. The bread he gives is enough for us. We should depend on him to get us through whatever we may face this year. As we dive into John chapter 6, firstly, we see that the bread that Jesus offers is better than the bread that the crowd was seeking. Jesus is the better bread. Now, a crowd has come to Jesus because they think that he will provide food for them. The day before, Jesus miraculously fed 5,000 men and more when you count the women and children by multiplying five small bread rolls and two fish into food for all of them with 12 huge baskets left over. And now many of them are here and they are hungry. But bread should have meant more to this crowd. Bread for a Jewish person takes them back to their exodus. God rescued their forefathers from Egypt and provided food for them in the wilderness on the way to the promised land. For 40 years, each day, God rained down bread from heaven called manna, supernatural, daily, miraculous provision from the Lord. And now Jesus says something better is here. Jesus says that he is the bread of life. Now, if your mind has drifted back off onto your new year diet, focus now on the bread that Jesus is offering. The bread that the crowd were seeking was physical, but the bread Jesus offers is better because it is a different type of bread. Jesus himself is the bread. Now, Jesus explains the metaphor that he's using in verse 35. Look back down at that verse with me. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. In the metaphor, to feed is to believe, to drink is to come. Those who come to Jesus to receive life and keep on feeding on him will be fully satisfied. It is an amazing offer. Coming and believing in Jesus means your needs are met. Believing in Jesus is not a one-off event in John's gospel. We ate when we first believed and we go on believing. We continue to feed on Jesus, depending on him for life. He is the bread that gives life. And he describes the type of life in verse 40. Look back down with me at verse 40, page 1075, if you've closed your Bibles. For this is the will of my father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Jesus offers life without end, death-defeating life. He will raise people up from their graves to everlasting life on the last day. But eternal life speaks of even more than living beyond the grave. Eternal life is a term Jesus uses in John's gospel to speak of the life that we were made for, the life we all need because we're perishing. This is eternal life, says Jesus in John 17, verse 3, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Eternal life is coming to truly 
know God. This is what Jesus is offering, to truly know God through him. This life only comes through Jesus, the bread of life. The life Jesus gives to those who feed is so much better than what the crowd sought or what we might naturally long for. This is the life we need far more than physical food. If what Jesus offered was the same as the manna, well, we should be disappointed. Food doesn't last. You always need more. Now, with prices of food rising, I know that I would be reassured to have a guaranteed lifetime supply of bread without having to work for it. But physical bread cannot give lasting, eternal life. We eat, we age, we die. But Jesus, the bread of life, is better. Through feeding on Jesus, we have real, lasting life. And Jesus wants us to be sure of the life that we have with him. Food may perish, but we will never lose this bread. Jesus, the bread of life, is better than the bread that the crowd seek because he is the secure bread. He cannot be taken away. The life that Jesus offers is secure because of who Jesus is and why he has come. Jesus, God the Son, has come down to accomplish the will of his Father and the working of the Father and the Son together to give us life shows us that this life is secure. Verses 39 and 40 explain what the Father's will is that Jesus has come to achieve. Let's look down at those verses again, verse uh, 40. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. The Father longs for the world to have life. Life which comes through the Son. Verses 37 to 39 explain that the Father has given people to the Son, that the Son may give them life. And the Father wants the Son to keep those people secure, keep them in that life forever. Let's read verse 37 to 39 again. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out, for I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. Did you notice in verse 37 that those the Father gives to the Son will come to the Son? It's certain. And when they come, verse 39, Jesus will never lose them. The Father wants Jesus to lose none of those he has given to Jesus, but raise them up on the last day. See how the Father and the Son work together in lockstep? Jesus, who has known the Father for all eternity, he knows his will, and Jesus has shown us his own will. I will never cast out those who come to me. The life Jesus gives is totally secure, guaranteed, triple A rated. Jesus isn't like some sort of exclusive bakery where you miss out if you don't turn up early enough for their baguettes. 
Jesus isn't the supermarket in those early days of lockdown when there was no bread to be found. Picture instead the all-you-can-eat buffet or bottomless brunch. Won't run out. Food guaranteed if you come. No strings attached. No small print. Jesus wants us to be sure of the life we have in him for all those who feed on him. This isn't a meal you go away hungry from. He's not a snack or a measly canapé. Jesus is bread that is secure. It can't be lost because Jesus won't lose you. God's will is to completely and fully save his people through the work of Jesus. We may worry about many things this year, but don't worry about this. You cannot fall out of Jesus's hands this year. Jesus will never cast you out. Do you know how securely Jesus holds you? How safe you are with him? And Jesus offering these verses of life goes out to all. Jesus repeats, whoever, all, everyone. Jesus' offer is of life for everyone, whoever we are, wherever we come from, whatever we have done. Now, Jesus doesn't make his offer naively. He knows what we're like by nature, but he offers life to everyone, even to you. The Father wants everyone to look to the Son to have life. We have this glorious news of life to proclaim this year, food for the world. But everything that Jesus said relies on Jesus having come down from the Father on his mission to give life, accomplishing his Father's will. The security of the bread, our assurance of eternal life, relies on Jesus having come down, knowing the Father's will and being able to carry it out. But how can one claiming to be the bread of life come down from the Father be so ordinary? This man stood in front of this crowd. Bread? Come down from heaven? Well, this is what the crowd asked next in verse 41. Look back down with me. The Jews grumbled about Jesus because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I've come down from heaven? You've made huge claims, Jesus, but you're just another person like me. I babysat you. I sat next to you in school. I bought a wardrobe from you. Can this man really be the way to everlasting life with God? This is the everlasting life. God promised hundreds of years ago in the Old Testament, God's promise of an ultimate forever rescue to fix everything that went wrong in the beginning in Genesis chapter three. And you've come to bring it? Jesus looks so basic, like a leftover loaf from Lidl, not a Borough Market sourdough. Is this man all I need to have life with God? Is Jesus the diet I need to be on this year? Is Jesus enough? Maybe that's an objection we faced as we've spoken to people about Jesus this Christmas time. God, a man, Jesus, the baby in the manger? Oh, just a nutter that I can ignore. Maybe that's one of your questions this evening. 
Well, the crowd questioning whether Jesus came down, it seems legitimate. But Jesus says in verse 43 that they are grumbling. Now, grumbling here is not having a moan after a hard day at work. No, they're grumbling just like their forefathers did in the wilderness in the first exodus, persisting in not believing in God, despite the evidence that shows that God is with them. But the very one that they grumble about is the person that they need. Their grumbling shows they need Jesus. Jesus is the sufficient bread, enough to give us life because he has come down in the flesh. Point two, Jesus is the sufficient bread. He is enough. Verses 41 to 51 show us that Jesus had to come down in the flesh for two reasons. Firstly, so he could draw people to God through revealing to us who God is. And secondly, Jesus had to come down in the flesh so he could die to secure our life. Let's think about those two in turn now. Firstly, Jesus has come down to reveal who God is. In verses 44 to 47, Jesus explains how the Father draws people to himself that they may have life. Let's reread those verses. Verse 44, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets and they'll all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father, except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you that whoever believes has eternal life. (coughs) Excuse me. The Son has come down from the Father to speak words that reveal to us who God is. That's what's happening in verse 45, which is a quote taken from the Old Testament, looking forward to a day when God's people would be taught by him. The Father's people are those who have heard and learned from him. They have heard through the words of Jesus. Through Jesus' words, he reveals the Father to us that we may believe and have life. The crowd grumbling exposes that they need Jesus, that they don't believe in the Father and Jesus, the one he has sent. They need to listen to the words of Jesus, to be drawn to the Father. And this Jewish crowd are just representative of the world that does not know God. But Jesus, the only one who has seen the Father, came down to reveal God to us. He can only accomplish his mission by coming down in the flesh to speak words that draw us to the Father. Believing in his words is enough for us to have life. Through Jesus' words, we feed on him the bread of life. When Jesus fed the crowd of 5,000 with bread, it was a sign pointing to Jesus, the bread of life. Eat of me and have eternal life. I'm speaking words of life to draw you to the Father. Listen feed on me. Now previously, the manna in the wilderness had been a sign pointing Israel to God, the giver of life. 
but ignoring what the sign points to leads to death. Let's read verse 48 to 50 again. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. Don't make the same mistake as your forefathers did. Don't stick with the signpost. Don't join the signpost appreciation society. No, look what the sign points to. I've come down to reveal God to you. My words are enough for you to have life with God. Now, it may seem like Jesus is on a mission impossible, given how the crowds reject Jesus. But wonderfully, by the end of the chapter, we see that 11 disciples have been drawn to the Father through the words of Jesus. The words of Jesus are powerful to draw people to the Father. And since then, millions of people have been drawn to the Father as the life-giving words of Jesus have been proclaimed. Jesus' words are enough for us to know God. We don't need to have been there 2,000 years ago to see Jesus, to feed on him. The bread he offers is available now because of the words he spoke. Just as the manna was a daily meal that sustained Israel, keeping them alive physically across the wilderness until they reached the promised land. So Jesus is the bread we feed on to sustain us spiritually through this life. The father draws us through feeding on the words of his son. We feed through believing, through faith. But the barrier to relationship with God is sin. If we were drawn to God, but our sin hadn't been dealt with, then we'd be destroyed. But secondly, Jesus came down to defeat sin, to rescue us, that we may have life. Look again at verse 51. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Jesus came down to rescue us. He had to take on flesh that he might die in our place and give us life. The bread that he offers for the life of the world is his flesh. Let's just think for a minute about what Jesus means there. The manna that Israel ate was a reminder of the Passover. It pointed back to God's rescue from Egypt and reminded them that God would get them to the promised land. At the first Passover, a lamb died in the place of the firstborn son of each family, sparing the household from the judgment of God and the death of the firstborn son. The family ate the flesh of the lamb and put the blood of the lamb over their doorpost to show that the sacrifice had been made for them. Jesus is our Passover lamb who died in our place, sparing us from God's judgment through taking God's punishment for us on the cross. Now, Jesus isn't saying that he's now on the menu. The bread of life isn't a packed lunch, but a person. We feed on his flesh and drink of his blood by faith, by believing in his words, his offer of life through his rescuing death. Feeding on him 
is all you need, even though Jesus looks so ordinary. One of the uh, fun things that I did over Christmas was a Sicilian mafia-themed escape room with my family. Near the end, we, we found this metal bar. Now, we wondered if it, if it was something magnetic, so we were sort of touching things and these like, boxes to see if it moved anything. We wondered if it was maybe a piece of a puzzle that we hadn't yet solved. Then uh, the organisers flashed up a sign on the screen with a hint saying, check the door. Well, it turns out that the piece of metal was the door handle that we needed to put in to escape. Didn't look very impressive, but this piece of metal was what we needed. It was enough to secure our escape from the room. Although Jesus looks so ordinary, maybe a bit like that metal handle, Jesus is the sufficient bread because he came down in the flesh. He came down to draw us to God. He came down in the flesh to die. He has secured our rescue. And Jesus will sustain us by his word through this life to life beyond the grave. Jesus is the better bread. Jesus is the sufficient bread. He has done enough to reveal God to us, to rescue us. So feed on him this year. Just like the manna, Jesus is the bread we feed on now to sustain us until he returns. Jesus is the one who we feed on by faith each day. It is through his words that we believe and continue to enjoy relationship with God. Jesus has given us enough to sustain us until he returns. Maybe we're feeling worried or weary or wobbly as we start this new year. What's going to get me through? Well, whatever this new year holds, Jesus has all we need to get us through. Peter says in verse 68, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. The words of Jesus are enough for you this year. His word sustains, nourishes, grows, keeps, protects us. Now, feeding on Jesus is not a one-off event like eating a Christmas dinner. No, Jesus is our daily diet. We feed on him each day by faith. Do you treat Jesus like food, what you depend on for life? If you've never fed on Jesus, believed in him to receive life, can I urge you, to look into who he is this year. And maybe if you've drifted away from Jesus, come back. Now, Jesus isn't a snack that we nibble on once in a while. We're completely dependent on him for life. Just as we need to eat each day to stay alive, Jesus' words keep us alive spiritually. We may not feel very dependent on Jesus, and if we spend time looking inward at ourselves, we might worry. If we, assess, if we assess the quality of our eating, we may doubt. Instead, let's keep looking at Jesus this year, at who we are feeding on. The quality of the bread is what matters. The better bread, the sufficient bread. Look at him, depend on him, know he has all you need to have life with God.
Jesus is the better bread. Jesus is the sufficient bread. Jesus is enough. So feed on him this year. Let's pray. Father, we praise you for the Lord Jesus, that by feeding on him, we can have life, life that is secure. Thank you that he came down to reveal you to us, to rescue us. Thank you that by feeding on him, we have all we need to sustain us this year. Please, would you sustain us, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. It's a great thing to be encouraged with at this point in the year, isn't it? And it's something we're going to need to keep encouraging one another in.